Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Sweet Seat, Season 3, Episode 16, where we are talking all things Wild Card Weekend. I'm your host, Ryan Bunn. Joined alongside me is Aiden Novak, Jacob Masella, and Andrew Heitnen. Now, we've got a lot to talk about, six big games, so let's jump right into it. First game of the Super Wild Card Weekend was Saturday, 4.30 Eastern Time, versus the 11-6 Browns and the 10 and 7 Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Well, the Texans won that game 45 to 14. What are you guys' you know reactions? What happened? What you liked what you saw? Oh, well, CJ Stroud is him. Agreed. He is. Um, I was honestly I was really shocked at the result. I, wasn't. I mean, I thought uh like the Browns they had like the number 1 defense in the league or something like that. Womp like womp. number 1 number 1 total defense. 45 points long on him? That's yeah, crazy. That, that's, I mean, that is proving, though, the, the C.J. Stroud, Nico Collins, Ohio State-Michigan connection is something else, man. That is a lethal connection right there. Got to watch out for the Texans to make Joe a run. Joe Flacco. Gross. I think the what bigger happened? story is the Houston Texans defense because the first yeah. time they played, the Browns won. They run by a pretty good margin. But the second time they played, C.J. Stroud was back healthy, and more importantly, they're two edge rushers. The first time they played, the Houston Texans edge rushers, Will Anderson, and um, I forgot what the other guy's name is, was not playing. <laughs> but, um, yeah. They were a big factor because a lot of sacks, and Joe Flacco's a gunslinger. He likes to throw it around. He's going to throw some picks, and he's been playing like that all year. Just the Texans were the first team to take advantage I of I mean, it. yeah, those edges were edging all over the place. They were fantastic. Getting to Joe Flacco quick, he had no time in the pocket. He, pressure was constant on him. And that was the key for the Texans. Yeah, just like Marcelo was saying, Flacco, all year it's been like he throws four touchdowns, but he throws three picks as well. And in this game, he went 34 for 46, 307 passing yards, a touchdown and two picks. So That's pretty much what he's been doing all year. Just the Texans took advantage of the interceptions, mm-hmm. unlike the yeah, previous. Both uh-huh. interceptions were pick sixes. Yes, they were back-to-back pick sixes. Back-to-back, yeah. It's Christian Harris and Steven Nelson both had pick sixes on back-to-back tries, which is insane. Yep. But C.J. Stroud, 16 for 21, 274 passing, three touchdowns and zero picks a 157.2 pass now it is a good thing to point out two of those touchdowns one was a 76 yard screen yeah and the other one was a screen to the other side the third one that was a legitimate that was a legit passing touchdown he's still proven that he can throw the no he's a great quarterback he can spin it the best rookie quarterback in this class um Uh, he's right up there with justin herbert's rookie year except herbert I don't think they won a playoff game or even made the no. So Stroud is better. So Stroud is better. Stroud's been playing out of his mind. He's not a rookie. He's you can tell he play. Rookie. He's a rookie, but plays like a seasoned vet. Like it looks like he's been playing in the NFL for five plus years. Mm-hmm. Another big story of that game was the Texans O line, Miles Garrett, and the entire defense zero sacks. How yeah, does that happen? So a big part of that is the Houston Texans' offensive game plan. The Browns are an aggressive defense. They like to come forward. The Texans use reverse motion to get them all flowing one way, and then they went the other way. It's a great game plan by the offensive coordinator of the Houston Texans to eliminate what the Browns do well and turn it into a strength for the Texans. Yeah, I mean, the Texans had motion and the Browns did not, and you could see that. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, how are you, you going to generate any pressure when you get game planned against completely? Like Masella stated, like, that's probably, like, it took this. How does it take this long, though, to figure out the Browns' game plan, how to stop them, though? Yeah, I mean, the Texans won defensively with the edging and offensively with emotion 
Definitely. All right, well, that's it for the first game. Now we head to Saturday night, 8-15 Eastern, between the 11-6 Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs, who are also 11-6, where the Chiefs won that game 26-7. to Great game where kickoff temperatures were at negative 27 degrees wind chill, which is the fourth coldest game in NFL history. You said great game. The game was terrible. The game was awful. Good game. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, on paper it was a great game, but watching the actual game... Awful. Yeah, Mr. Defense over there. So terrible. It was terrible. Stuff. It was just, okay, let's see if we can get down kicking range. We're going to kick. And guess who couldn't do that? The Dolphins. Re- it realistic- was so boring. Realistically, Ugh. it could have been 26-0. to zero. I mean, the Dolphins just got lucky with one bomb to Tyree kill. That's it. Yeah, yeah, great play by him, by the way. It's just me preying on the Dolphins' downfall a little bit. But <laughs> I thought it was a good game. I, I like mean, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs is like the best defense that the Patrick Mahomes has had. Yeah, mm-hmm. really. I mean, they don't have the offensive weapons that no, nobody's. Rasheed Rice was great in that game, actually. Uh-huh. Yo, know, he's developing something of his own. But the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously, no weapons. But the defense have stepped up. Steve Spagnoli has been done a great job all year with the Chiefs defense. He's always been a pretty good DC, but this yeah. year's definitely been his best. Where, his best where was he before Kansas City? I don't, uh, I don't know. He's been in Kansas City for a while, for forever, man. He's been with Reed for a long time. Yeah, Andy Reed's kept that coaching staff pretty tight knit his whole time there until the enemy. Of yeah, I was gonna left say until the Washington. But other than that, like they've kept it together, and that's why they've been so successful for these past five years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't even—it's not even just the coaching staff though. Like yes. when you can keep Patrick Mahomes on your team, like you're always gonna be a playoff contender and potentially a Super Bowl contender when Patrick Mahomes is on your team. So that's like half the battle. Yeah, Mahomes, I mean, he had a solid game, nothing special. 23 for 41, 262 passing, 41 rushing, which is pretty good, but just the one touchdown, zero picks. So, I mean, he did what he had to do. He didn't have to do much, but he did his job, and that's all you can ask for a quarterback. I mean, but honestly, can you do anything big in that game, though, when it's negative 27 degrees? I mean, how are you going to be able to throw the ball? They were out there gunslinging it. I mean, they attacked. Maybe if they had a weapon or two, maybe as uh, like uh, Tyree Kill, per se, (laughs) maybe they could have. Gone deep a little bit more because uh, Patrick Mahomes, it looked like he was completely unaffected by that ball. Mm-hmm. And but Rasheed Rice, of course, eight for 130 yards. That's almost half of all of Mahomes' passing yeah, yards. Yeah, my dad he thought he played really well. Rasheed Rice has got to be like like his best game of the year, right? I think it was. And it's one of the best performances by a rookie in the playoffs, of course. (laughs) No, I mean, yeah, and Tua was not playing very Mahomey. And that's really what the downfall was for him. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Tua had a touchdown and an interception. Only less than 200 passing yards. He he just did not have his best game. Tua is now, what, 0-6, 0-7 now it is in games under 40 degrees? Possibly. Uh, he's never won a game. Sounds about right. Tropical, he, I mean, he's he grew a tropical up in, quarterback. He grew up in Hawaii, mm-hmm. played in and now he's in Miami. So he really hasn't had to go up north. And this is why I actually think – I saw this take. All games should – playoff games should be indoors. I get football weather. Some people want that. But I just want to see the two best teams play. I mean, And agreed. not be determined by weather. Because when you have a team like Miami and a team like Kansas City – or when teams used to have to go up to New England to play Tom Brady and the Patriots. Uh-huh. Like, how, uh-huh. how are they going to prepare for that? Yeah, and that's why it's fair to have, like, a juggernaut team like the Detroit Lions in the playoffs this year who play I don't know about juggernaut team. No, juggernaut. Best team in the NFL history. No, but – so I get what you're saying, but I feel like weather is – it is a factor. I mean, if, if Tua plays bad in the cold, why does Patrick Mahomes play good in the cold? Or why does guys like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, like – 
you have to be able to play through the conditions. Well, I know, but that yourself. but the thing is, how are they going to prepare for that when they're in Miami versus when you're practicing all week in the weather? That's true. That's I the guess. only thing Just I have. That's why early. I would like to see if they were in a dome. I mean, but then they've been playing in that all season versus them one week. So I don't know. I mean, that's also part of the home field advantage. That's it is why part of the home field the advantage. Chiefs have been so dominant. They've okay. Only, they're going to play their first ever road game. I was next week. just about to say that under Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes' first, first road ever game. Ever. Okay. I think the Buffalo Bills get it done. We'll get to those games. Enough later. of this game. Yeah. Let's All move right. on. Now let's head to Sunday afternoon, 4:30 Eastern time, between the nine and eight Green Bay Packers and the 12 and five number two seed Dallas. Cowboys. How the about Packers them Cowboys? Dominated. Dominated 48 well, well, to 32. I, w- I would like to say that the Packers scored more points, and I predicted that, and that's why they won. Well, really heightening. Yeah. Really? Did you just figure that out? Yep. <laughs> I mean, the, the storyline between those two teams was Dallas 8 0 at home heading into the game, Green Bay was 5 and 0 at AT&T Stadium both playoff and regular season you know, heading into that game. Dallas really should have been 7 and 1 at home. Agreed. Yeah. Really the Decker reported. So for all of you who do not know what he's talking about, Decker reported. Detroit Lions should have won at AT&T Stadium because of a missed call by the referees. For what a shock. You, for all of you who are listening to this who do not know. Decker reported. Anyway, I'm gonna keep saying that. Bun, I know you. Anyways, you're a big Green Bay guy. I am. I'm no. wearing my Green Bay He's Packers. Repping sweater. the pack right now. Right now, we got. I can confirm he is. Good friend of ours, Tyler Ratliff, who's a Dallas Cowboys fan. He's unfortunately not in the building. Maybe out of anger, depression. You never know. He said that he wants the coach to get fired. But regardless, yes, he wants Mike McCarthy gone, and I don't see why he shouldn't be gone. But they did say that they're gonna keep him. Former Packers coach, which is a big surprise. But. Let me just say a couple things. Just give me a couple seconds. No, yeah. let's 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 just hand the entire show over to Ryan Bunn right now. Let the Packer Green do the Bay talking. Packers playoff wins at AT and T Stadium after this game. Three Dallas Cowboys. Two. How Green Bay Packers? How do you have more playoff wins at another team stadium than the home team? That's ridiculous. Green Bay Packers, of course, the Super Bowl, which Aaron Rodgers won at AT and T Stadium. That's number one against the Steelers. Number two was that 2016 game against the number one seed Dallas Cowboys when they had that magical year, and Aaron Rodgers dotted up Jared Cook and then Mason Crosby field goal to win it. And then, of course, Jordan Love masterclass this weekend. Dallas just two. I, I don't get how that happens. I mean, Stephen A. Smith said it best. Dallas Cowboys are an accident waiting to happen. Just be patient. It will happen. And boy, was I patient, and boy, did I not have to be patient. Because 27 to nothing at one point in the game, it should have been 27 to nothing at the half. It should have. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely embarrassing to be at home, to be the two seed, and lose 48 to 16. That's when the game ended, 48 to 16. Dak Prescott, when the game was over at 48 to 16, was 24 for 39, 193 yards, a touchdown, and two picks, including a pick to Jair Alexander, best corner in the league, and a pick six to Darnell Savage. He won't be the best quarterback in the league when Will Johnson gets in the league, though. Okay. Bias. And Dak okay. Prescott Bi- in garbage time. Over here. In garbage time after the game was over. It was 17, he was 17 for 21, 210 yards, and two touchdowns, which congratulations, Dak. Great job to end the game on a high note. And we got to mention, though, at halftime, we got to see an 80-year-old old man lose his mind yes. on live television over his former team just getting their butts kicked. He was in <laughs> that was tears. The most hilarious thing I've ever seen on that 
halftime show, I think, ever. Exactly. And Jordan Love, what a game he played. 16 for 21, 272, three touchdowns, no picks. Now, you might think I'm reading off a stat line you heard earlier. It's almost the exact same as C.J. Stroud's. Just, like, two less passing yards. But Jordan Love, again, 157.2 passer rating and a 99.3 QBR, which is the highest by a quarterback in a playoff game ever. Ever. In his first playoff game on the road as a seven seed, he gives the seven seeds their first win ever. Seven seeds are now one in seven in playoff games. And that one is the Green Bay Mother Loving Packers. No, what was the, <laughs> what was the middle word? Mother Loving Packers. Don't hate <laughs> on Green Bay. No, I Aaron actually... Jones, 21 for 118, three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. So Yeah, my friend had a parlay in this game, and he got it right. I was uh, very um, – obviously, I, 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 it's always nice to see the Dallas Cowboys r- lose. So as a Lions fan, I was rooting for the Packers to win. But then, uh, I, you know, I, I don't really like how the Packers are about to get three straight fantastic quarterbacks. They're going to have three straight Hall of Fame QBs yep, driving me and nuts. Jordan Love is going to drive the Lions crazy. And, the, of course, poor old Bears fans – they have to deal with another quarterback forever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, Bears, what are you going to do? I mean, they've had legends such as, like, Jay Cutler. So. Jay Cutler's a good quarterback. Dog, right Jay Cutler was their he best quarterback. He threw a lot of good passes to Packers players. I'll say Very that. true. 2010 AFC Championship game. The 90s. Games. <laughs> Crazy. And da- just like Dak Prescott threw a lot of great passes to the to the Packers. He did. Dak. Yeah, Packers just, had two quarterbacks that game. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. But Jordan Love, I mean, I've said it since the start of the year. I've ridden with him through even the bad games like that Raiders game, which was horrific, where he threw three picks. I said, give him time. He's shown the flashes that he needs, and Jordan Love now has proven himself. So I think I think he's a top-five quarterback in the league right now. Okay. Okay. I think, oh, right. I think outside right. of the core four, tweet, core tweet. four being Mahomes, Allen, Lamar and Joe Burrow, I think he's right up there with being the next guy. Tweet, tweet, Lions fan. Lions fan. I would put CJ Stroud ahead of him. Agree. Love playing a better game. Oh, are you talking about in the playoffs right now? I'm saying quarterbacks right now in the entire NFL, Jordan Love is right up there. I can name seven better, but not eight. (laughs) Seven. (laughs) Do you think Jared Goff is better than Jordan Love? No. 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 But is he top ten? Yes. Is he better? No. No, he's not better. I can name. Do you want? If you want me to name seven better right now, I will do it right now. Go don't ahead. do it. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Jonathan Mahomes. I don't know <laughs> if that's his middle name. Um, you got. I would say right now. I'm sure Chris Collinsworth. Those two, obviously. Josh, <laughs> Josh Allen. So who were the other guys? What was the other guy you said? I said Joe core, Burrow. Core four is Joe, Joe Burrow, Burrow yeah. Josh Allen, Mahomes, and Lamar. Yeah, those and four. And I'd say right after that. You're put looking pretty close at what Jordan Love's at. Uh, I, I would put Rodgers above him. No, I, I would agree. not. I would, I would not. I would, be against that. A healthy Aaron Rodgers, although his old age, he's still dominant. Dude, he won an MVP at what, like 37 years old? I think... Um, Under Matt LaFleur? I actually like... I, I was thinking about it. I like your position. I would say he's probably six, though. I do agree. C.J. Stroud... Take Stroud over he's him. C.J. Stroud is over him. I'm not against that. And I would... Ar- just because CJ had a better regular season, he, he was balling. I mean, CJ Stroud was an MVP candidate. And I would argue um, Zach Wilson. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hot take. That is atrocious. It's a hot take. That's a horrible or, take. Or um, possibly Hendon Hooker. <laughs> hey, give Hendon Hooker his <laughs> Who time. Who hasn't man. played a snap yet? Anyways, talking about Lions quarterbacks, let's head to the last game on Sunday night. Forward <laughs> down the field, Where the baby. The Lions took down Matthew Stafford and the LA Rams, twenty-four to twenty-three. And I know you guys are all Lions you fans. You like so that? I'm just gonna let you guys talk. You like that? 
That's you Kirk, like that? That's Kirk I would Cousins. like to say. I don't care. I thought Matthew Stafford was going to come in the forward field and throw for 500 yards and six touchdowns. I agree. I, I thought too. he was going to shred our defense to pieces, and it looked like that in the first half. There was no defense in the first half from either teams. That was a fun first half to fun watch, first though. half, but then the defenses buckled down in the second half, and Puka Nakua had most of his yards in the first half, so it looks like the Lions buckled down on him some more. And then offensively, I would just like to say this is why I, I think that in the future sometime we need to maybe move on from not peg off the bag because he <laughs> – I personally would not trust him to go down and win a game, but he did throw the game-winning first down. To who else but Amon Ross St. Brown. Ross St. Well, Brown. I mean, there's other people who it could have been. Like Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds had himself a oh, day man, in the he first did. half. He was – Dude, he was like – He had like secure – Like he had secure hands on the first half. Like he caught everything that came his way. I was very surprised. Um. Yeah, no, I think the game – Obviously a fantastic game. Both ways. Game goes – Super high scoring right away, 21-10, 14-3, right away, super high scoring, okay? And then, boom, stuffed. It stopped. Everything. The uh-huh. scoring stopped by both teams because the defenses made good switches because these quarterbacks just proved there that they are not elite quarterbacks. They are very good quarterbacks, both of them. They are both very good. They are both not elite. The elite I quarterbacks would, that are is ridiculous. the top Matthew seven Stafford quarterbacks. Matthew Stafford is a ma- uh, top Matthew 10 Stafford's elite? Not anymore. The top seven quarterbacks. Top 10? Yeah, top 10, that's very good. Top 7. There's only 7 elite quarterbacks in the National Football League. And Matt Stafford is one and of them. And Matthew He's not one of them. Stafford is not one of the Did elite quarterbacks in the, the National Football 10. League. He's yes. not top 10. Who would you put above Matthew Stafford? Jared Goff. 10 quarterbacks, at least. Probably 11 or 12. Do you not see Jared? Matthew Stafford, every ball was a tight spiral. Every ball was accurate. He's every always single done ball. That. How about his arm? Okay, the one thing that I was very surprised and like, Shocked at what Matthew Stafford did every single throw. His arm slot. You see him throw sidearm every single throw. I don't Matthew get it. Matthew Stafford is in a. It was top almost like he was a little homie. It's almost like he used to play baseball. Stop edging, bud. Ma- Matthew Stafford gets the ball out quick. He throws it on time and he throws it accurately. Matt Stafford did not make any turnover-worthy plays. The Lions had a good defensive game plan in the second half. Matt Stafford is an elite quarterback in this league still. Their their game plan in the second so. half. There is seven elite quarterbacks in the National Football Ooh, League. What, oh, Matthew yeah. Stafford. I already Story named them. them. It's, can I? It's can it's I? The can I say four? And then Stroud, Love, and who? Else? I would. Think uh, it's I would argue that it jumps around, but I would say Matthew Herbert. Stafford. I would say Justin Herbert is one of the seven elite quarterbacks in the National Football League. Good, can I say I one thing, please? Go can ahead, I say one thing? Ben Roethlisberger. Go ahead, Ain't The Lions' game plan essentially in the uh-huh. second half was cripple Stafford. That's what they did. They hammered him every single yeah. time he yeah, dropped they back. They did. Back. But I would like to point out that the Dom can sue almost clean. I would like you to see point him out at the ceiling on um, that one play. Yeah. Aaron Glenn made a great secondary adjustment. So in the first half, if you didn't really notice, he was playing a lot of cover two, Tampa two. He was playing the hard flats and the two safeties over top that leaves the middle of the field and the two corners open. Mm-hmm. All right, and we blew a couple coverages to allow the deep touchdowns when the safety got caught trying to sneak in the middle. Or we were playing ple- press cover one or cover zero where the safety walks up and we're playing press man. That's not going to work That is not going to work Puka against Nakua. Cup and Puka Nakua. In the second half, we played a lot of cover three sky, which is the, co- the three players, and we played cover four too, each have a corner of the field, and we played off to allow the underneath stuff mm-hmm. to be there, but the deep stuff was not. Yeah. So good credit by Aaron Glenn to take that. 
take the deep ball away and make Stafford slice up our defense. And whatever still, the ra- Stafford, though, yeah. he was taking what the defense was giving him, though, the what whole a, second half. Whatever the Rams playing a little diggly-wiggly, whatever that formation was in the second half, was unstoppable. We cannot deal with that. And is it safe to say that we might see Tampa Bay run whatever whatever the Rams were playing? Bellas, do you want to go I wouldn't this? be surprised. They'll do it. They'll probably do it to a higher level though, because they have argue. I think yeah. they have a better receiver course. As our um, as our our stats guy and who knows all this stuff, football player, Bubbles, can you take this away, please? Please tell me what you think the ra- how do you think the Buccaneers are going to defend? We'll the get Lions. to we'll get to that. We'll get to we'll 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 that is a now we got last day of action Monday, four thirty Eastern time. Steelers Bills Bills won that game handily, thirty one seventeen. Looked like maybe it's close a little bit, but. It just looked like Buffalo had to control the whole game. Yeah, and uh-huh. credit to uh, what's the guy's name? Brady Cook. Who's the off- Joe Brady? That's Joe Brady. Uh, Brady, Joe Brady. Cook. Credit Brady credit Cook. to Joe Brady. Mm-hmm. They, Brady the Cook. Bills th- th- in the first part of the season when they were five and five, they ran Josh Allen superhero ball. Yeah, <laughs> let Josh Allen go win you the game, which has worked in previous years, but not in the postseason. Mm-hmm. So when they fired their offensive coordinator and hired Joe Brady, now they started to run the ball, yeah. not make Allen play superhero ball. And this Bills team is. Dangerous, and this this Bills team never really had a run game before, and now James no. Cook has been mixed into a, their play calling a lot more. And it's proven to pay off. Joe Brady's a great. Op- that's what great offensive coordinators do. You realize what personnel you have, and you utilize them to their full strength. I mean, they've really, or he really has turned this Buffalo Bills season around. They were six and six after that loss to the Eagles. Looked like they weren't going to make the postseason. It was like a five percent chance, something like that. I saw that loss sparked a fire in their bellies. You could tell. Yeah. As since then, eleven and six, five and zero oh after that game. Mason Rudolph, I'll go. Though he's been hot heading into the playoffs. He won what three straight, four straight for the Steelers. He was essentially just good. a Joe Flacco, a flash in the pan. Yeah. Can't play well in the playoffs this year. Flash in the pan. True, uh-huh. true. Mason Rudolph, 22 for 39, 229, two touchdowns and a pick by, that was Alam, who had that, that, that pick, Buffalo. I'm going to be honest, that pick hurt a little bit. I kind of wanted to see an upset, yeah. but that pick, ugh, I was ugly. I wanted to see an upset, Shadles too, because I'm rooting for the best possible matchup if the Lions make it to the Super Bowl. Wow. Right, already, already looking at the Super Bowl. I'm all, I don't think, I don't, I don't know if we're going to make it there. San Francisco is. No, Green Bay. Green, I don't want to play Green Bay. Green Bay is a <laughs> matchup nightmare for everybody. Nobody wants to play Green so Bay right now. hoping for San Francisco? No. no nobody, I would rather play Green Bay because it'd be at home. Nobody sure. wants to play Green Bay right now. Nobody wants to play Detroit right now. Detroit is like oh, mad after that Cowboys game. They're just playing angrily and have nothing to lose right now. The Packers are one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Nobody wants to play either of them right now. I don't think anybody I would I think a bunch of teams would rather play us, the Packers or Lions than the San Francisco 49ers. Lions are still yeah. scary though. We I, are, but I would if I'm a team in the AFC, I'm wanting to play the Lions or Packers rather than the Niners. Still that Cowboys game gave the Lions a fire. I think the Lions have continued to play angry since that Cowboys came in the just, debacle. I don't. Tr- if the game ever came down to the wire, I would not trust uh, our quarterback to go down and get it done. All right. Now, last game on Monday, the Eagles versus the Buccaneers—an absolute stomping from Tampa Baker Bay. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield might just be him. He went 22 for 36, 337, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Oh my gosh! He wow. sliced up. Philadelphia Eagles, sorry excuse for a defense. Is that true, Bun? Is that selling accurate? Uh, Philadelphia, Nick Sirianni. Uh, I don't what know. Happened? But the, 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 um, what happened? What I was going to say. The Philadelphia Eagles tackling and their fundamental, the linebackers, are not very good at all. <laughs> they tackle horribly, and, th- and that's why they lost. Their defense was good all year long, and then they forgot how to tackle at some point. Yeah, they made that DC change where Matt Patricia came in. He started calling plays for them. 
Yeah. What after that? Why? They just collapsed completely. They were ten and one They stopped, they stopped the doing what they're doing. I know. I, they stopped playing man coverage. Darius Slay and James Bradbury are two very good corners. Mm-hmm. And before they were playing a Nick Saban defense. Actually, if you take a look at it, where their two safeties are playing high, it's man underneath, and one linebacker drops, and the others blitz for run. That's what a Nick Saban defense does, and that's what they were doing. And it worked. They were ten and one, and then they switched up to playing zone with two very good man corners, and they couldn't tackle. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what it came down to for Philly. Philly just had the one touchdown, and then, of course, there was a flag on the mm-hmm. extra point attempt, and then they went for two at the one-yard line. Touch push. The easy touch push, right? They always get it. Stopped by Tampa Bay. That Tampa Bay run defense, that defensive line, that's scary. scary. Vita Vea Vita leading the middle of that D-line is so scary. And that's why, if you look forward, I won't say too much. because No, we can't. We next. can start heading towards we, that. We can wrap it up soon. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a, a matchup nightmare for the Lions. I, I know the Lions beat them 20-6 to in Tampa when we had no running backs, mm-hmm. but their defense has improved. Their offense has improved. Yeah. Their run defense is good. That's the strength of their team. And then their wideouts are going to be a problem for our corners. Yeah, Baker Mayfield has shown that he can sling it on yeah. the road, too. He had that perfect passer rating, first ever, at Lambeau Field. Mm-hmm. So Baker Mayfield's proved that he together. can go on the road and he can win games. So what I think the Lions got to do to win that game is they got to play a lot of cover four, which is there's four quarters. They're playing four quarters of the field. We talked um, about this, yeah. got the outside, the two safeties got the middle, and just play off and come up and make tackles. We have to tackle very well in that game to win because our run defense is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, and this run might be defense a def- is good. Pass defense is sketchy. This yeah. might be a incredibly defensive battle as both these teams because you think the Lions can play defense. I know their defense is not that good, mm-hmm. but if they are forced to, their defense has shown glimpses of being very good. Their pass rush with Aiden Hutchinson has shown glimpses this year of, okay, he is a star. He can be a really good player. Their offense, if their offense doesn't get going, I think the Lions are going to have to bank on this defense heavily. I think this might be a very low-scoring game, just like it was the first time they played. Yeah, I think it's really going to come down to those defensive lines and who can get pressure on the other quarterbacks and who's going to go out and make the stops to go out and win that game. Hutch going to have to play another great game. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Although, now let's head into keep wrapping going, up at the podcast. Let's head into some quick picks for next weekend's divisional round games. First off, Texans at the Ravens. That's 4.30 on Saturday. That should be fun. Lamar Jackson, can he finally stop the playoff struggles? No. Give me give me Texans 28-24. to 24. Jacob? Give me the wow. same score as week one. Give me Baltimore. I th- believe it was 26-9. to nine. Uh-huh. Wow, defense to step up for Baltimore. No back. Oh, I think the defense will definitely step up. I mean, I think C.J. Stroud will score more than he did in week one. I think the Ravens will kind of be in the 30-ish range. Uh, I think the Ravens will score 31, and the Texans go 17. Now, I think two hottest players in the NFL right now are Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud. Give me the Texans in an upset. I like it. Wow. Oh, and, and Nico Collins. Nico Collins has been playing out of his mind. He's really been stepping it up, both him and Stroud, I think. 21 to 20, low scoring game. Wow. But Stroud's going to sling it for three touchdowns. Now we had Saturday night, Packers heading to Santa Clara, where they've had struggles in the past in the playoffs versus the 49ers. Heighten. Okay, ready for this one? 49ers are going to start the game really slow. You're going to see, just kind of like Packers Cowboys, but it's going to be a little different. My final score prediction is going to be the Green Bay Packers 24, and it's going to be 21. For San Francisco 49ers, Green Packers Dude. advance to play wow. the Lions. Not happening. That is a horrible take. Not San happening. Francisco 49ers. So, 
the best overall team in the NFC. Give me San Francisco. Give me 42-21. Wow. it's a lot of points. Blowout. I disagree. I mean, that Joe Barry defense, though, sketch. <laughs> I mean, that Joe Barry defense is not good. Their pass rush is all right, but the 49ers have an elite O-line. I'm going to go 49ers, 38, Packers, 24. I mean, Joe Barry has stepped up after that Panthers game where they gave up 30 points to Bryce Young. But <laughs> since then, they dominated the Vikings, yes, without a quarterback. They dominated the Bears, yes, without a team. And But they did show great signs against the Cowboys, held them to 16 points, really, throughout yeah. that game. I just say, like you said earlier, every single time Green Bay goes to Santa Clara, they struggle. They, they do struggle, but that's, that's Aaron Rodgers' problem. <laughs> yeah, now, Jordan it's Love time. Aaron Rodgers. The torch has been passed. Jordan Love is going to go out there and beat San Francisco 49ers. Wait, wait. Does the problems of Santa Clara, are they in that torch, though? No. The torch has to include the problems in Santa I, Clara. No. Because no. me and Bonnie agree over. on everything. Jordan Love agree on everything. is going right. to take them down. Saying 24-17. Fraud Purdy is going to make another Fraud sight. Fraud Purdy. Another oh. sign. <laughs> All right. Now, next game, Buccaneers-Lions, 3 o'clock on Sunday. Quick, let's go. Heightening. what do you got? Lions versus Packers in the conference championship, a divisional matchup. Lions are going to win this game. I'm going to say it's going to be um, – I'm thinking I'm thinking um, 20 to 17 Lions win. Got it. Low scoring. I like that pick. Miss Ella? I – Quick, please. Give, thinking about it. Give me 31-27, Detroit. Okay. I, I want to pick for the Lions, but – I like when you pick against man, our teams. I, I, I can't. I all ever I always pick against my teams, man. Like it works. That's my superstition, like reverse psychology. If I pick against my team, they win. So I'm gonna go Buccaneers seventeen, Lions ten. Well now that you said that out loud, now maybe the Buccaneers know. It's no more superstition. <laughs> the Buccaneers are gonna go out and win this game. I everybody knows hey. my superstition though. I don't care. CJ Garner Johnson called out Baker Mayfield, said that if the Buccaneers had a good quarterback, not a great one, a good one then they'd be a great team. Baker Mayfield is known for playing with a chip on his shoulder. I think he's going to wake up feeling dangerous, and he's going to win that game 27-20 to 20 over oh, the line. So we disagree. That's sad. <laughs> Next final game, another matchup between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, this time in Buffalo. Chiefs-Bills. Heightening. Patrick Mahomes. Maybe the second greatest quarterback of all time is going to go into Buffalo and lose. Josh Allen is him. He's going to throw probably four touchdowns, three, four, 12 interceptions. It doesn't matter. Buffalo Bills are going to win this game 34 to 24. 10 point win. Buffalo is knocking Kansas City off. So Woo! give me the Buffalo Bills. I think the defenses will shine. Give me Buffalo 2017. I agree. Defenses will shine. Uh, I like Buffalo. Give me Buffalo 21, Chiefs 14. I'm going to agree with all of you, though. I've gone against the grain a lot, but give me Buffalo 48 to 45. What? It's going to be a shootout. Let me check my prediction. An absolute shootout. Might even go to overtime again. And I think this time Josh Allen is going to break his curse of overtime. I have a new prediction. He's going to win. 45 to 17. Um, The Bills win. Patrick Mafraud shows. All right. Well, you that's cannot call Patrick Mahomes a fraud. He won two Super Bowls. heard. But <laughs> anyways, after that horrendous take, that's all we've got for today's episode. On behalf of myself, Ryan Bunn, Aiden Novak, Jacob Bubbles Mosella, and Andrew Heitman, thank you and have a good day.